Hello, this is Mike Gone. I am outside the Polish Club. Just finished up with Monday Night Blues, or whatever the fuck it's called. Shades of Blues on Monday night in the Mission. Uh, San Francisco, man. January 2nd, 2017. Um, do I have any New Year's resolutions? Don't be fat anymore. Don't be an asshole. Uh, all the time. Unless people deserve it. Um... And what else? Lose weight, right? Isn't that everybody's every year? Jeez, did the did the gyms fund Thanksgiving and Christmas? Fucking mother of God. Hmm. Man. Well, I had a wonderful night dancing. Um, man, just had some wine, some $13 bottle of J-Lore, um, Cabernet or Merlot? What the fuck is this? Let me see. It is Jor Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon 2014. That was recent. <laughs> Seven Oaks Estate. Hmm. I don't know where the fuck that is. Anyways, um, so I had that. Had a good swig of that shit, and then. My edible kicked in halfway through the night. My uh, white chocolate bar, cannabis-infused white chocolate for medicinal use only. Yeah, so, man, that's always uh, just a wonderful high, you know, whenever, when it hits you, you know, seven dances into the night. And you just really start to feel the music and just flow. And you really one with it. You dance every dance. You create a character for that dance. That character's your emotion, you know. Or rather combinations of emotions because you never just get a sad song. You get like a sad song with a piano and a violin that ends up, you know, speeding up or increasing in volume. And, oh man, then, you know, the next set of songs you have saxophones and pianos. Man. Um, and you would be with different partners every time. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, you know, it's like sometimes I I dance right through the the follow, right through the lady, um, and I think that results in a, a good dance sometimes. Um, like in tango, you're supposed to just dance through the woman. Oh man, I really miss ballroom dancing. I love that it gave me. You know, the, the tools, the building blocks to move in any direction. Uh, really understand weight distribution and uh, rise and fall, um, you know, Cuban motion. And, you know, it's it sucks that I'm not working, uh, teaching ballroom anymore. But, you know, truthfully, I, I, I don't like having a lot of students. I'd rather just have... A few expensive students. Um, I'd much rather do that than have tons of, you know, all different types of students. I'm, I'm really just interested in people that 
are passionate and love the dance because I feel like maybe I'm not speaking their language for some of the people that are just trying it out. Um, but you know, I don't, I'm not going to force something if we don't mesh. Um, you know, you know, this is my, my second time coming up to five minutes on a supposed podcast. I did one a little while ago. Wasn't really sure what I was doing. I'm still not sure what I'm doing. And I, I know that, you know, not a lot of people are going to hear this. Maybe a handful, five, ten, twelve, you know, whatever. Um, I feel like I have a lot to say. I feel like one day there will be millions listening. But, you know, until that time comes, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Gathering knowledge. Um, about life, about work, about dancing. Um, you know, somebody today said, you know, a woman, she said, hey, you look different. What is it about? I said, it's my entire being is different. I, I don't have a job that controls me. I, I'm growing a beard. I feel powerful. I feel masculine. I feel sexy. Um, even though I gain weight, I'm a bit, a bit fatter, and I haven't been teaching dance, I haven't actually learned any new moves. And that's the funny thing is I feel like I reached this different level with my, my dancing in a way since I ditched the ballroom frame and the the, uh, the dance shoes and the, I don't know, the buttoned-up clothing. I feel less upright and less restricted. Um, yeah, dancing in a fucking shirt and tie, and yeah, it's just, no, it's not right. It's not expressive enough. Like your belt buckle will scrape on the wood floor if you try and go into a upward facing dog after. Um, you know, spinning around and traveling everywhere and releasing your partner with a free spin and you just hit the deck. Boom. Hit that pose. <laughs> yeah, combine yoga with, with ballroom, social dance. I feel like, I feel like a revolutionary. In a weird way, there's nobody doing what I'm doing. Um, there are plenty of other people that are doing them, doing what they're doing, doing their thing, for sure. There's um, people that are devoted to West Coast Swing that you look on Facebook and every weekend they're at a different um, competition in a different city. Every Every single weekend, man. And... Ideally, if I could just travel between those those uh, destinations and make enough money to afford them and to hold me over on my way to them, man, I could probably... I'd be a happy fucking dude. Jesus. Yeah, I just, I need to make mobile money, and I don't know how. But 
you know, I'm asking for help. I'm reaching out here. Um, hmm. If anybody listens to this. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I love dancing. I think dancing is... It's probably the happiest people are. And what do you do when you're happy? You dance a little. And nights like tonight, man, I show up and just spend three hours laughing and dancing and just moving to music. Oh, man. I need a guitar. I need a really good guitar. <laughs> I need to make money somehow off of my personality just enough so that I don't need money. I think that'd be pretty pretty cool. Um, hmm. I've always been scared of but wanted to try stand-up comedy. I think, you know, one of the things, man, it's... It's crazy how I was, I was, I didn't know how to speak in public for a long time, for my entire life, until I taught group class at Arthur Murray. Man, that gave me some, it really gave me some life skills, you know. There are certain things that piss me off about it, I'm happy I did my year, but, man, I learned to get up in front of dozens of of man surgeons and real estate moguls and uh scientists man like crazy really really smart people real smart people and i i commanded their attention they listened to my every word because i knew what the fuck i was talking about because I'm a dancer, man. I'm a dancer. <laughs> like, if I could just do it all day, every day, that would be the life. But I'll always make time for it. I'll give it 10 more years 10 years huh. well lots of silence this is uh what death for radio but you gotta keep talking right so where am I I'm in the mission district San Francisco 22nd and Wherever, street over from Venice. Um, San Francisco's changed, man. It's just uh, as I look around, it's you know three-story buildings with gates um, because there's so many so many people just stealing shit, and there's all these, these European cars and and uh, electric cars. Uh, parked all over the place. There's no nowhere that you can really park around here for more than a day, unless you go to the Bay Shore or the 
you know, parts of the dog patch. But oh, the Presidio. If anybody wants to park their camper van or van anywhere in San Francisco and not get a ticket, you go to the Presidio because it's uh, federal land, so they don't get parking tickets, but they do have uh, park rangers. And then you come out onto whatever Marina Boulevard and... You can park around near the Safeway, the fitness park. It's like two-hour parking during the day. That's pretty good there. Um, after that, man, talking about the dog patch and Daly City. And then Oakland. Oakland's going to be the closest parking you get to the Bay Bridge is in Oakland. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, God... Well, the East Bay, man, San Francisco has, in my opinion, officially moved towards uh, Berkeley and Amoryville. The San Francisco that I, I knew, the San Francisco that I think, yeah, I think that whole hippie movement thing, there's a few homeless people in Golden Gate Park and some people up around the Castro and stuff <laughs> or wherever somewhere in the middle in a little district a couple blocks other than that man that cool chill San Francisco it's it's out in Oakland man it's out in Berkeley um, it's trying at least it's combating all the the poverty that was also kicked out of the city man there's a lot of people hanging out in the fucking Tenderloin and Soma that are just fucking rotting on the side of the street, man. God, you drive by there and there's wheelchairs, just 20 dudes in wheelchairs, missing limbs and just fucking holes in their shoes. God, it's raining. They just, everybody pops their tent up under the overpass on over 5th Street or whatever off of uh, 80. God, man, I was driving through Oakland, uh, Grand Avenue, Grand Avenue, God, little shanty towns, man, fuck, that is a situation you can never escape from, God, I mean, it makes it hard, and Jesus, it was all black people, man, I, I didn't see any, any people that weren't black and it must have been a couple hundred just under the overpass because geez man if you're some little little white white kid hippie from you know traveling across town you better not fucking stay there in oakland dude <laughs> they will murder your ass god jeez and you got that and and then you got people driving Teslas, man. Driving right past them. Getting on the freeway. And just... Not having to deal with it, man. The Bay Area is nuts. You got Marin County. We got all these rich as fuck ass white people. Rich as fuck ass white people, man. Up in Marin County. The only minorities are... I think some Native American Indians up in Santa Rosa, and then the the Mexicans that the that that these 
white people bring in to clean their houses and work in their restaurants, man. Fuck. You know, I was a server at California Pizza Kitchen for a little less than a year, maybe eight months, nine months, um, in Corte Madera, and geez, it was like the entire staff was Mexican, and all your customers are white. I remember I got one black guy in like a year that I worked there, and I, because I remember I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, I got a black guy, son of a bitch. I think they should build a tunnel from Oakland to Marin County. I think it'd be awesome. These Robin Williams size gigantic mansions that could fit a thousand fucking people in it, and only three or four are uh, are sleeping in there. Man, these kids grow up in a world where you know they're not getting their ass kicked at school. They they don't have any friends that aren't white and their people play the lacrosse the fuck is that lacrosse i didn't play lacrosse growing up lacrosse stick how much the fuck does that cost with 40 dollars jeez i mean what did i play i play soccer soccer is oh is the ultimate ultimate sport because what do you need you need something close to a ball you need something half inflated yeah, I mean, you can just kick around a little little bag, a little half-full thing. As long as it rolls a little bit, man. Jeez. That's where the greats, like, uh, Ronaldinho, uh, my good friend Steve Keshi, rest in peace, captain of the Nigeria national soccer team um, that for some reason moved to Antioch, California. My uh, hometown, or my third hometown, but yeah, fucking crazy, crazy times. What a good guy, awesome to know, know somebody like that, man. Ah, it's raining, raining here. I also signed up at Berkeley Ironworks, shout out to Touchstone Gym. Touchstone Climbing, uh, really like fucking awesome, awesome gyms, um, so much renovation in the, whatever, two years since I've been there, my god, it's the same place, but there's a lot of good stuff there, man, they've got a lot of good stuff, I'm gonna recommend some stall bars, that'd be cool, maybe I fucking donate it. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll donate it. And just put a picture on my face. And a link to my podcast. be cool. Since I have no background in advertising. um, I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude that lives in a van in San Francisco. Uh, and refuses to pay rent because the shit is ridiculous. It's like a thousand thousand dollars for a tiny room that you sleep in and then spend not a lot of time in. I don't really understand the concept, 
to be totally honest. You know, I just want to upgrade my van. I think it'd be really cool to upgrade to a bigger van that uh, had like a shower and a toilet in it. I think that'd be really awesome. I know those Class A RVs that cost 900 fucking dollars to fill up have TVs and Bluetooth surround sound systems and a, you know, their own bathroom and a washer and dryer. Jeez, I can't believe. So for folks that don't know, when I was in San Diego, I br briefly worked as a photographer for La Mesa RV and uh <laughs> I remember sitting up in a $300,000 Class A and the fuck, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the the slide-outs come out and make a bigger living room. Oh, God, you could have a fucking dance floor there. That would be the life. It'd be like the tap-out guys. The tap-out guys going all around the country in those old-school days back before. Uh, man, they were the first brand of MMA clothing, I think. There was like Tap Out and American Fighter or Bad Boy. Full, it's a full contact fighter and Warrior Wear and all this stuff. Man, the old days. Hmm. The folks I talking about. Man, this uh, this is a great edible got from Ease, which I also worked for briefly for three days uh, in San Francisco. I was deactivated because my van is too slow. My home. I was delivering medical marijuana in my house and going really slow. Going like 50 miles an hour on the freeway because this thing ain't built for speed, man. And I got to get my oil filter changed. <laughs> ah... Man, um, what to talk about? 2017, man, what a year so far. I was like two days in, joined a climbing gym, went dancing. Pretty fucking sweet so far. Had Brazilian food, need to get a job because I don't have any money. A little temporary, uh, little thing, just to pay for this podcast, yeah, I gotta do a lot of stuff, is it unfair to tell your listeners your to-do list, like, hey, I'm fucking up, I need to do this, I need to do this, nobody wants to hear that shit, or maybe they do, maybe it makes you more human, I don't really know, yeah. But, um, man, if I could just travel and just teach, teach people about the arts. It's, it's really weird where I am now after working at Arthur Murray and, uh, I just worked in restaurants before that. Jeez, what did I do? 18, I was delivering pizzas. 19, 20. 
21, I was waiting tables, bartending. 22, I didn't do shit. 23, 24, I was working in the kitchen as an expediter. Serving 25, 26, 27, 28, 27, 28. I was working at a bike shop and selling cars after that, and then teaching ballroom. Man, so really, like a solid 10 years of my adult life, I was working customer facing people skills jobs where I just where I had to talk to people and I had to uphold some sort of an image um, not so much with the waiting tables you just kind of had to you had to not freak people out the moment they laid eyes on you that's pretty much it like clean shaven because people would judge you you have a little bit you have three three days worth of stubble people look at you like you're sloppy like bitch I just I did a fucking triathlon yesterday and I worked 15 days in a row in a fucking restaurant give me a break you don't know what it's like fuck you man and the ballroom dancing thing man you had to be damn near clean shaven or have a centimeter of 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 shaped stubble god that fucking job haircuts all the time yeah, man. It's definitely good for brushing teeth. I brushed my teeth a lot more when I was dancing with people all day, every day. But, um, yeah, ever since I got that driving job that I came back from San Diego, man, I just let it grow, let it go. I'm in a Jesus phase right now. <laughs> Doing some soul searching with this cannabis and this these dance clubs man being around other free free people you know i think i'm a little more free in a way i still have a car payment and other than that man i got a car payment a phone payment and a gym payment and i'm just driving around doing shit Doing fun shit, man. Doing awesome activities. Awesome physical activities. <laughs> like rock climbing. I'm going to start rock climbing again tomorrow. Do some V0s and some V1s maybe. Because I'm scared of getting hurt now. It's a lot different, man. When you're young, strapping buck. Jeez. <laughs> you don't get hurt by nothing, dude. My God. So, to, I guess to, for people that don't know, man, from fighting was always something I had to do because I was always terrified of getting my ass kicked by black kids, man. Um, I remember growing up in the um, the boys and girls. Shit, when I had to go to the boys and girls club when I was like nine years old, ten years old. Jeez, man, I can't believe. The amount of freedom they gave us as 10-year-olds, we just explored. Damn, dude. That was a childhood. 
Fuck, man, just exploring. No cell phones. Man, we're the last generation that grew up without cell phones. I think I had a Nokia. That was like right around... I remember my friend Kai had a pager. Like, what the fuck do you have to page a six-year-old, uh, a sixth-grader for? What the fuck business? Like, I need to get to a self... I need to get to a payphone. <laughs> oh, man. I motherfucker had a pager. <laughs> they always be a dick to you about it. Like, how does a pager work? <sighs> Don't a motherfucker doesn't know how a pager works. Let me show you. Oh, man. I had the little Nokia where you play Snake on it. That was cool. All right, man, I didn't have a smartphone until, like, jeez, like, way after high school. I must have been in my mid-20s when I, when I got, yeah, I was like 24. I got an HTC Evo. That was my first smartphone, 2004. Wait, 2014? Years are in 17. 2010. Or 11. Oh, it was 2011. Yeah, yeah. 2011. I got that HCC Evo, man. I remember, dude, I walked out of Best Buy and I was like, oh, sh. I was like, I should buy a phone with GPS so I won't get lost. I should buy a phone. With, I remember my cousin came over that Thanksgiving, and they all four of them, my aunt and my my three cousins, they all came over and I asked him a question. I said, "Oh, hold on!" Pulls a phone out of his pocket and looks something up on Wikipedia. I'm like, "What the fuck?" That blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, you have the answer to every question ever. In your pocket at all times with you, and you don't get lost when you're trying to find a freeway entrance. Sign me the fuck up. Sign my ass up for a, for a goddamn smartphone. Uh, and I go, I go into Best Buy. I'm like, this is a useful life tool that will help me and aid me and guide me on my quest to success. I walk out into the 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 parking lot unbox this thing turn it on and check to see oh my god I can watch porn on my cell phone and then it was just over from there it was just fucking every day watching internet porn jerking off it's terrible it's fucking terrible and I know I'm not alone here and I, I'm not one of these guys with a problem. I've seen these dudes on uh, intervention and shit that are taking crystal meth and jacking off 15 hours in a row. Like, fuck that. I just need a solid minute. Or something, depending. But, uh, man, it's really fucked us up. The porn, what the fuck? What a ridiculous mind fuck on our biology. God damn. When you were, man, you used to get fucking excited he, oh god Jesus you had to work so hard to man to get a girl to sleep with you show oh my god show your tits and 
lay down for oh my god. It was like it's like you had to unlock a series of events in a certain order and not mess up on any one part of this delicate puzzle and then boom. You earned it with your mind. With your preparation, man. You know? Because if you're going to the gym every day and you got a six-pack, you got some muscles, girls like that, man. If you're a big old fat fuck, eating shit, smelling terrible, eh, maybe you still get laid, but you, know, you got to really work on yourself. You got to work for it. And then, yeah, you're happier. The women, they come to you. They follow, Women follow happiness. You know, because women, they can just ditch... They can ditch an asshole guy because there's just happy guys out there. There's fun guys out there. Man. <sighs> I need to work out tomorrow. I need to work out every day. Ideally, I set my alarm for 6 a.m. I go and I get a workout. First thing I do of the day. Before I eat, just work out. Maybe, yeah, I wake up, go rock climb, go do some yoga. Then I go eat. Then I go eat after that. I cannot neglect physical health, physical fitness. Oh man, I gotta drink water or else I'll shit blood. I gotta fucking eat salads, man, or else I'm... Man, I, I got rocks coming out of my asshole, dude. Fuck. Stay hydrated, ladies and gentlemen. Kids. Children everywhere. Children of all ages. Chin. Chin of all ages. Drink your motherfucking agua. Y limon. Because that shit's good for you, man. I don't know the health benefits of squeezing a lemon in some water, but... I definitely feel healthy when I do. Like, hey, motherfucker, I got a cucumber in my ice water. What do you got? Nothing, you fucking plain-ass bitch. Weak-ass motherfucker. Fuck you. (laughs) That's kind of a funny joke, but I just swear too much at the end because I don't know that many words. And... This would be a really great time to go to our sponsors, but I don't have any <laughs> yet. Um, if you'd like to sp- sponsor the Mike Gone Podcast or the Mike Gone Adventures, please send donations to my PayPal account. And uh, if you want me to ride your triathlon bike, I'll do that as well. Felt, your IA, I'm looking at you. Who else am I looking at? Cervelo. Ooh, who wants me to ride what? Cervelo or Felt? What do you want me to ride? Because I can only ride one of y'all. And, uh... Oh. Man, what's up with that Diamondback, though? The Diamondback. Hylocon, or whatever the fuck it's called. Look that up for me. Yeah, I don't have an assistant. Not yet. Should probably get one of those to record me. Like Gary Vanderchuk. Or an assistant like uh, Joe Rogan's got. A little, a little tacky guy. Um, 
That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool if I can get a triathlon sponsor. Like the sports basement, you motherfuckers. Um, yeah, maybe if I did some advertising for, you know, TBF Racing. Mark Shaw, if you're listening, I'll race, race for free. And you can be a sponsor on my podcast. Yeah, no, no exchange of money. Just, you know, I'd, I'd do you a favor, you do me a favor. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Know what I mean? Advertising. Advertise you on the side of my van. Just don't charge me nothing when I want to race. Sports basement, you guys too. Same thing. I'll send some attention your way. You hook me up with a motherfucking bike. Pay for my triathlons. Like I was an employee there. Give me some comp entries. I know you get those. Anyways, um, yeah, that'd be really cool. I'd also like to be sponsored by Gretsch Guitars before Fender gets a hold of me. I really want a, a sweet archtop guitar. And then I can play some jams for y'all. What else? Um, I want to go travel the world and dance. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty fucking sweet. Because you don't need anything. You don't need anything to dance. You just need your body and some clothes. Uh, a lot of clothes. Because I get sweaty. Um, I think that'd be really cool to just go on a dance journey, a dance adventure. That'd be fucking awesome. Dance adventure around the world. Document that shit. Just need investors. Investors to fund my trip. Maybe I should set up a GoFundMe account for me to travel around the world dancing and just record me dancing every night. That'd be really cool. Oh, there you go. I just get an assistant huh, to do that. Record me. That'd be pretty sweet. Saying jujitsu. Man, jujitsu. Fuck. Jujitsu is man, it's one of those crazy things. People do not know. If they have not done jujitsu, just how you shouldn't be talking to people the way you do, man. With the amount of confidence you do sometimes, when you you really don't know how badly you just cannot defend yourself. Like to the guys that actually train jujitsu, they know what I'm talking about. You can walk into a room, you know, you can get on the bus, you can. Go to your office, go to work at your restaurant, and you look around and you're like, dude, I can strangle all of these people. I can take all these people down. Except maybe there's a guy that wrestled in high school, there's a guy that goes to a CrossFit gym, they'll give you some problems. But, or, you know, other than other people that train um, other uh, proven effective martial arts, because there really is only boxing, Muay Thai, Sambo, um, I think. You know, freestyle wrestling more so than Greco and uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu more so than Judo. Um, and then the kicks from Karate and Taekwondo after we've established a wrestling base. Um, he has also, there's gi grappling and no gi grappling. Like, man, there's so many techniques out there. And there's so many people that are so well-versed in them that you can walk around the corner, bump shoulders with some guy... I go, What's, watch it, faggot. And the guy just happens to 
shoot his fingers up into your biker jacket, step around you, and hit you with a fucking Haragoshi or a, uh, what's that? What the fuck? Is that the right one? Harigoshi? Tayatoshi? Harigoshi? Uchimata? God. And just send you flying through the fucking air by your jacket. But then you never know. Like, maybe maybe the guy gets in your face and you hit, get him with a tie clinch. You know? He tries to strangle you. You drop to a double. And it's like, whenever you... When you are a trained martial artist... You know, you're using your A-game against another guy who recognizes your A-game, and now you have to shoot off and branch off into options B. He sees B, blocks B, so you go back to A, he blocks A and B, now you have to go to C. But in going to C, you open yourself up to his A, and now you have to drop back to defend your your A game and get back to a neutral position. But maybe he slides an underhook in and starts to pass one of your legs. Now you're fuck you're in half guard. Now you got to try and sweep this guy and not let him pass. You got to control his far arm because you have an overhook on his near arm. And um, this is just if it's two jujitsu guys. Maybe he's a you know a wrestler. And he's trying to smash you, and um, maybe he did Krav Maga, and he's trying to grab your balls and poke you in the eyes at the same time. You know, those guys are kind of kind of funky, kind of weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is a... Man, could you imagine running into a guy on the street, starting a fight with him? Because what? To prove what? To prove you're not scared of him? To prove to the people watching that you think you're a badass? You know, there's there's a quiet confidence that people who have trained extensively in adult martial arts. Not saying that... I mean, kids that train jiu-jitsu nowadays fucking... The, bullying is not a thing anymore. It is no longer a thing. Like, if you're a parent... Your kid will not be bullied. 100% in your control. All you have to do is sign his ass up for jiu-jitsu. That's it. Like, that is the solution. Bullying should be a non-issue at this point. Jiu-jitsu should be in schools. It should be free. Jiu-jitsu should be free. Because, you know, it's it was brought over here by the Gracies. You know, and it was tremendously valuable. Because there was no other way to get it. It wasn't really on the internet. People didn't know what it was. It wasn't until the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, number one, Hoist Gracie tapping everybody out. And people saw the effectiveness of Jiu-Jitsu Rose to become the top martial art. And... Man, fucking mixed martial arts. If you're not watching mixed martial arts, you are doing your existence a disservice. My God, that is the most amazing sport. Because we have fighting, we have warfare, we have killing, right? We have tribal warfare from people throwing sticks at each other's huts to... uh, Meeting, marching out in a field and shooting each other with muskets to... You know, 
kids in Washington piloting a drone and dropping bombs on top of a hospital in Syria. I don't know if that really happened, but I'm sure it could. That shit is fucking scary. Just the evolution of warfare. It's fucking scary. But what are sports? They're games that are simulations of warfare. And some of these simulations get further away from savage. Like chess is warfare. It's mental warfare. There's really not a lot physical about it. Where you can have a great mind for chess. You can be very smart, very competitive. But there's also forms of that expression, like rugby. Like, those dudes are fucking savages, man. Because in football, man, you got your pads and you have your helmet. That's a weapon. You know, you can go charging into guys... And the play only lasts for a few seconds. It's a very much a high-intensity sprint and then resting for 45 seconds or a few minutes or a long time. Rugby, man, those guys are just running. They're fucking jogging. They're going for a jog. And then they're attacking, like, double legs and single legs. Like, they're, they can fucking wrestle. Rugby players can wrestle. Football players could probably uh, take you down going straight on, but rugby players are really good with angles and following uh, a body that's running away, moving away from them. I think um, because they can't lead with their head the same way that that you can in football with a helmet. They shoot it off to the side, which is more anatomically correct, and they. Uh, penetrate with the shoulder, uh, much like um, the penetration in wrestling. So, um, yeah, rugby players are, they can most likely grapple. Um, you know, if they if they give it some, uh, some attention. But those guys are fucking specimens, man. Those are big, buff motherfuckers. Gigantic, muscular, explosive, strong dudes that have endurance. That aren't pussies, man. Like, those those guys are fucking tough. Um, that gets my respect, for sure. Um, the other is, is fighting, man. Boxing, wrestling, submission fighting. I mean, those are fucking brutal. And, you know, the further it gets, the more rules, the more we add, you're looking at, like, badminton. Like, you're looking at uh, curling and like diving and stuff which you know if you do that stuff that's great it's cool for sure um respect but you gotta give respect to the guy who has gotten the best at choking people to death like Marcel Garcia you get Marcel Garcia and Michael Phelps and it's like okay Michael Phelps has done some unbelievable shit you know he's like 6 foot 4 and like um, there's no fat on him. He's a very, like, statuesque figure of a swimmer. And he has, like, a very strong mind. Um, like, one just fucking really strong. Um, he's, like, 20 gold medals. If Usain Bolt, same thing. He's fast as fuck. And he's really, really good at one thing. Like, his body's built for one thing. My fellow's body's built for one thing. Marcel Garcia. He's, like, five foot eight, 168. And his body is just made for 
getting on your back like a koala bear and strangling you to death. Strangling the fuck out of you, man. He has like a snake, like a, a python grip. And you put him up next to these gold medalists in non-combat sports. And it's like, you gotta give respect to that guy. Like, you may be a real fast runner, a real fast swimmer. This dude is the best at fucking just killing people, man. And not killing people in some some angry way like that. It's It takes so long to develop the muscle memory to choke another human being. Okay? Repetition. You have to do repetition, repetition, repetition. Like, for somebody that has never played sports or gotten a fight before, you know, some kid that just grew up like a... I'm sure Bill Gates never got his ass kicked. Probably, you know, Zuckerberg, that motherfucker. What did he do? He went to school, he sat on the computer, and now he sits on the computer. Which, like, respect. He changed the world more than I, I, I ever will. But you gotta give respect to the guys that can... That can really learn this stuff, man. You know... Like, my personal journey, man, I remember strength, yeah. you get a guy, you gotta get on somebody's back before you can even choke them, you know, so you have to learn to wrestle before you learn to choke, you know, and like, so, so like, how, how, how does that happen, you know, you go to class and everybody kicks your ass, that's the thing, is like, you just get your ass hand it to you. People just wreck you with whatever they want because you don't know any better. And it takes a special, a certain special type of person one, to want to seek out jujitsu. Just the fact that the light bulb goes off in your head and you're like Brazilian jujitsu. Huh. Maybe that's what I need. Like, just that in itself is like, ah, dude, you're my brother. Okay, and then to take time out of your day and drive down to a place and walk into a room full of fucking savage killer motherfuckers that are just really polite and end up um, just, you know, having normal jobs and stuff. Just going down there, man, it's intimidating. And, uh, man, I remember walking into Caesar Gracie Academy and just being fucking terrified. I think I, like, drove there. Then I drove home. And I had to, like, psych myself up, like, fuck, dude, all right, my next day off, like, Friday, I'll go. <laughs> I was, like, I was scared, man. I was, like, 18 years old. I had no confidence. I'd never done anything in my life, really, besides get kicked out of high school and uh, play soccer. That's pretty much it. Jack off. Um, so I go into Seas Grace Academy, man. I walk in, I, and I hear, what's up, dude? And I turn to the left, and it's some, uh, it's like, a white guy. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, it's like Caesar, man. He's probably you know, forty at the time. He's like, "What's up, dude?" It's like, "Hey, uh, I want to join. <laughs> um, can I do the Muay Thai? Because it's cheaper. I think it was like seventy bucks a month, and Jiu Jitsu was like a hundred fifty. I was delivering. Pe- I was eighteen, man. I was delivering pizzas at the time, making dog shit. You know, I remember being stoked the first time I worked. I worked." 
I worked a night shift at Roundtable Pizza in Brentwood, California, man. I made $27 at the end of the night. They were like, here's your money. I'm like, what? Handed me $27 cash, and I'm like, son of a bitch. This is fucking awesome. So I was I was, uh, I was, was out of my mind stoked, man. I'm like, fuck yeah. I was so happy. $27. $27. Jeez. It's my first... 27. It was like the first money I ever made as an adult. It was $27. It's <laughs> huh. awesome. And um, yeah, I remember going up 70 bucks a month. And I uh, signed up for Muay Thai. Jeez. I remember doing that for, for a while. I was playing soccer at the time, so Muay Thai came really... Uh, Really naturally to me. It's crazy because I haven't kicked anything for years. I had adult life, man, gets away from you. I forgot I forgot about Muay Thai. I forgot I played soccer for ten years and then did Muay Thai for like seven. Jesus. On and off, but anyways, yeah, Muay Thai. And then I remember, uh, geez, getting into jujitsu and. December 2015. No, 2005. God, is that 12 years ago now? Almost? 11? Training jiu-jitsu, man. God. What a fucking journey. What a journey jiu-jitsu is. Man, you just you show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to get strangled and put in uncomfortable positions People are going to lay on top of me with um, their fat, their muscles, their bones. Uh, they're going to create painful shapes with their body in order to keep mine immobilized. Oh, man. Neon belly. Side control. Dude's taking my back. I didn't understand how the guard worked. Man. I remember my first day, we were tra- they were training for the Worlds. So we did four times 10-minute rounds. That was what we did. We did an hour, we did a half hour of warm-ups, a half hour of technique, and 40 fucking minutes of rolling. And that was, that was the standard. I don't know what goes on nowadays, but 10 minute, four times 10 minutes. Jesus Christ. And I spent all that time just getting choked out, getting my back taken, getting my guard passed, getting choked out, getting held down. People are trying out new moves on you because they're not scared of you. <laughs> Being a white belt sucks, man. Dudes will like answer their phone while they're mounted on you. Like, hey, honey, yeah, sorry, I, I'll call you back later. Like, toss their phone. It's like, fuck, man, come on. Yep. And blue belts whoop your ass. And slowly, slowly, you meet the other guys that suck too. Because you get paired up with them. And you're in that journey together. Like, I don't know shit. He don't know shit. And we're going to fight because we we know that we're at the bottom. And then you start to... You know, these guys that suck, they can't... They can't pass your guard for a second. 
and you realize, like, oh, you just keep them off you. And you have these, you have these tiny little moments, these tiny little revelations. Every day or every other day, or you think you're not having them, but you really are. You have these tiny little revelations. Like, oh, if I put my foot on the hip and people help you, like, put your foot on the hip. Oh, hook, hook behind the knee so I can't pass this way. Oh, you get arm barred. And then eventually you know don't leave your arm there and you won't get arm barred. So you learn all these lessons and then you, you, you go against these guys that, that don't know what you know. And they can't arm bar you. They can't pass your guard. Unless they're really big. And then fuck, that doesn't work. Now I have to work on not getting arm barred by big white belts not getting my guard passed by big white belts and then you get the small fast guy and you're like fuck this dude keeps passing my guard i need to work on not getting beat up by fast small white belts and then you know from there you start attacking attacking them like oh the defense has become second nature and i can apply it to all body shapes and sizes okay now it's time to start attacking. So you guard, you start holding people off, and then you start attacking them. But your your, th- your thighs are all loose. You don't know how to move your hips correctly. Uh, maybe you're getting tired. Maybe you don't have, like, great grip strength. You know, and then you, you fine-tune, you tweak all that stuff, and then you start working your attacks, and then, fuck, guys are passing my guard all day, man. I gotta go back to defense. I gotta go back to that, and then you, then you work on that. It gets even better. And now your defense. You know, I don't worry about my defense. I'll go back to my offense. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe if I start doing sweeps, if I start doing a sweep, then I can catch him not thinking about the submission. And it, man, it just branches out endlessly and endlessly. And you learn all those things. You learn all those things. And you, you do them on white belts. Now you do it on blue belts. Big blue belts. That are experienced. Big blue belts that are not experienced. Small blue belts that are experienced. Small blue belts that are not experienced. Medium sized guys that are your skill level. Guys your size that are better than you. Guys your size that are worse than you. And... God forbid you get injured, man. Fuck. And then you're, like, not making progress, and you're just depressed and thinking about, like, fuck, I'm not getting better. And, um, jeez, man, I think I mean, that's ultimately why I I quit, you know, that uh, horrific crash I had on my bike back in uh, October 2012, Diablo Man Triathlon, crash going 30 miles an hour. 30.4 miles an hour at 2,900 feet. So two, 1.89 miles from the summit in Mount Diablo. Yep. Passed a guy on my descent, and he said, Later, Mike. And I turned around. I turned around. I looked at him. I said, Who the fuck was that guy? I turned back around. I should have turned back around and then said, Who the fuck was that guy? I turned back around, slammed my brakes, because I was about to fall off a fucking cliff, and um, go into the gravel, and I just slammed my brakes, 
tires skidded out from under me. Man. And I, I, I just went over the handlebars because I didn't know better. I didn't, I didn't want to scratch my, myself. <laughs> I didn't want road rash. So I was like, I didn't know anything about crashing. I knew I'd crashed my mountain bike a few times and I was okay. So I just did what I did on my mountain bike. And, uh, yeah, I took it like a perfect shoulder roll. Seven years of, uh, jujitsu and judo and wrestling. Actually, I think I hadn't wrestled up to that point. I'd done jujitsu and judo. And, um, yeah, it took, it took a perfect shoulder roll at 30 miles an hour on asphalt concrete in my underwear. I got no road rash. Didn't hit my head, just took it all on the shoulder. Yep. Got up and walked it off. Walked it off with a broken collarbone. And, um, man, that's, I hit an hour. So, I'll probably wrap this up. I'll tell the story of uh, breaking my collarbone next time. And, uh, yeah, so this is the Mike Gone Show. And uh, sponsor me. Help me live my dreams while I entertain you. See you on the dance floor.